This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd. Greetings and welcome to the Voice of the Shepherd with His Excellency Archbishop Alexander Sample. And today as we come into the program, I want to focus on really vision casting. And we've entered into this fall season, we've entered into a new school year, and we're also entering into a new vision for our Catholic schools. And so Archbishop, I'm really excited for this opportunity. I feel the Holy Spirit as we've been doing these programs the last couple of years continues to inspire and direct and provide provide what's needed as we need to continue to grow and we continue to change. We want to reflect Christ more in mm-hmm. all that we do from our parish life to our ministries, and that includes the ministry of Catholic schools. Absolutely. So with that, would you open us in prayer? Certainly. Thank you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, you sent your beloved Son, Jesus, the eternal Word, to become flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Lord God, your Son, Jesus, is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the eternal Word made flesh. As we seek to spread this Word, both the person of Jesus and all that he taught, all that you reveal to us, especially to our young people, We ask you to be with us in this radio broadcast to open the minds and the hearts of our listeners to be able to understand a new direction for the mission of Catholic education in in this local church. So, Father, we just place this time in your hands, asking you, as always, to lead it and guide it by your Holy Spirit. And all this we ask through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Well, I know in past programs we've talked about the importance of our schools and our Catholic schools that are attached to a parish are part of the ministry of our Catholic parishes. They're one of many ministries, but certainly a very important part. And I think that's a great way for us to get started is just your vision of where our Catholic schools fit into the ministry, both of our parishes, but our parishes are part of the Archdiocese. Here we are in the Archdiocese of Portland. So it's it's a whole part of our family as we work together to serve the needs of the people that we serve. Right. I want to emphasize that, you know, the, the the mission of our Catholic schools is, for me, integral uh, to the mission of the church in Western Oregon. Uh, yes, they are educational institutions. Obviously, they're schools, right? So we are we are we are operating Catholic schools in order to educate young people and to provide them with the best education that we can. 
and I think I'm very proud, and we should all be very proud of the educational excellence of our Catholic schools. But that is as important as that is, what's more important for me and what I'm trying to move us in a new direction around is the primary mission of our Catholic schools is evangelization, is to be part of the evangelizing mission of the church. It is to educate children and young people in an environment of faith with a, a, a Catholic worldview so that you know we're, we're, we should be very different. We should look very different from any secular school, any other private school, quite honestly, that maybe, not, maybe is not religious-based or a, a private religious school that, that maybe is not Catholic. We should look very, very different, and we should operate different. We should live differently. Because for me, the primary purpose of, of our educational effort is, I want to emphasize, I, I believe in education, and, and I know that's, that's a great aid to, to people in life to have a good, solid education. But you know, my goal would be not to educate these young people so that we can get them into the best high school, and then from high school we can get them into the best college and therefore launch them into the best career. My wish and hope is to do everything we can to get these kids to heaven, to bring them into a life-changing, transformative encounter with the person of Jesus Christ and in our Catholic faith, to become disciples of the Lord Jesus, to become missionary disciples of the Lord Jesus, to be able to navigate life in a world that is becoming increasingly secularized and relativistic, um, to really prepare these young people to face the challenges of life, but from a perspective of deep faith and relationship with God, relationship in the church, the community of the church, um, that's key. That's the mission of our Catholic schools. And it's integral to the mission of the parishes, the true parochial schools, the, the schools that are parish schools attached to our parishes, are in particular part of the mission of that parish. Uh, they're not a separate entity, a separate community over there at the school. They're an integral part of the faith community of that parish. And the school is actually part of the mission, part of the apostolate, part of the ministry of the parish. And and so my one of my dreams and hopes is to integrate our Catholic schools more and more deeply into the mission of the parish, especially the mission of evangelization, of sharing the faith, of helping these young people come to know, love, and serve God in this life so as to be happy with him forever in the next, as we used to say in the Baltimore Catechism, uh, and to be a place where others who are not Catholic, who come to our schools, can also encounter the person of Jesus Christ and maybe have a spark of, of relationship with God uh, themselves. You know, so again, uh, this is this is key to me, and this is where this whole new, re- new direction is really is directed at is is to try to um, you know just really bolster the Catholic mission of, of our schools. Now, uh, I, I say that not as a blanket criticism of of our schools. Uh, many of our schools do do a, do a very fine job at this already, but I I think overall, as I look at the whole picture across the board, uh, we've got to do much better. Our young people are facing a world that is very different from what, what you or I experience and, and anybody of an older generation experienced growing up. These young people need all that we can give them in terms of preparing them to, to be faithful witnesses of Christ in, in, in a world that at best at times is indifferent and very often hostile uh, to, to our faith. 
Yeah. And there's this education of the heart and the mind. Yes, the mind. How do we think? How do we discuss? How do we discuss and debate different issues? But the heart is the most important that we we, we form both. It's not an either or. No, in Catholic schools, we take in the whole person. Mm-hmm. And over the years here in the Archdiocese of Portland, it's like that in many other parts of our Catholic Church, you have the Archdiocese and a department of Catholic schools that helps to provide that leadership, to provide, here's the map, here's the map of how to achieve that type of excellence, as you say, we have that excellence in our education. Talk a little bit about this way of retooling is one yeah. word that's used of how we retool this part of the leadership to really help support and to foster the type of excellence we're talking about to make Catholic schools Catholic schools with a capital, yeah, with a capital C, C, right? Yeah. Well, that that's really that's really what's happening here. This is a complete revisioning, if you want to call it, or a retooling, a, a, a reform of the way we've been doing things. I, I want to emphasize this is the, what, what we're doing here with the, the Catholic schools, I see as being fairly radical. Um, in fact, uh, the new formulation of, of our effort here is not even going to be called the Department of Catholic Schools anymore. It's going to be the Office for the Mission of Catholic Education, with that emphasis on mission and with an emphasis on Catholic education, uh, because I hope to also be able to see more um, collaborative effort between what's happening in our Catholic schools in terms of faith formation and education and what's happening in our parishes with regard to catechesis and and religious education programs in our parishes. We need to, I mean, they can't be identical, but we need to bring them somehow more closely together. So the office is no longer going to be the Department of Catholic Schools, as if it's a separate sort of entity of of collaboration, but it's, it's, it's for the mission of Catholic education. And the director of this office, who we have just announced recently, the hiring of, of a new uh, director for this, is not going to be called the superintendent of Catholic schools anymore. It's going to be the director of Catholic education. So the emphasis is really on that 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 Catholic educational formational emphasis. We, um, I'm pleased, I was pleased to announce a couple of weeks ago uh, the hiring uh, of our new leader in this effort, uh, his name is uh, Elias Mo. Uh, he comes to us from the Archdiocese of, of Denver, uh, where he has served as the superintendent of Catholic schools in the Archdiocese of, of, of Denver for some years, and has really done tremendous work there in helping also renew and reform uh, the approach to Catholic education there in the Archdiocese of Denver. Uh, and he's regarded, quite honestly, across the country as as you know one of the very best that's out there. And I'm just so blessed, so pleased uh, that we were able to uh, uh, encourage, you know, Elias and his family to accept my invitation to come here and help me do do here in the Archdiocese of Portland what I think needs to be done. And in fact, you know, I'm just putting this out there now. You know, we should really, uh, as we've been doing more and more in studio uh, kinds of guests uh, on the show here, the Voice of the Shepherd, in a future show once once mm-hmm. Elias is on board after the first of the year, uh, we should have him in yeah. studio so he can also share with you his his beautiful vision for for Catholic education. So this is a this is this is a this is a really a reorganization of how we are going to uh, forward the mission of, of our Catholic schools in a true Catholic way. The, the edu- you, you said it well earlier, Dina Marie, the whole person, body, mind, and spirit, uh, you know, we are one. 
uh, and and we need to we need to nurture and foster all of these uh, in in our Catholic schools, but that everything needs to be seen uh, with a Catholic worldview, and you know we have to adopt a Catholic worldview as we as we approach the educational effort. Um, not a secular worldview, and 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 we so easily get get drawn into kind of the the secular approach to education, and you know Catholics we 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 have a a worldview that is formed by the gospel and by the living tradition of the church, and and we need to operate out of that. Now, there's been some uh, rumor and and speculation out there that I'm I'm trying to drive all of the Catholic schools into what is called a classical educational model. Um, I'm certainly open to that and 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 happy to have schools uh, experiment perhaps and pilot that and move that in in in, in that direction. But that's not the, that's not the goal here. Uh, the goal here is really just to to get very very keenly focused on on that Catholic mission uh, of our schools so that we're we're forming these young minds and hearts to know and love the Lord Jesus, you know, that, that, that Jesus is as real for them as the student sitting next to them in their classroom, and that Jesus leads them into that deeper relationship with himself, which takes place in the church, you know, the church that he founded, uh, the church that nourishes them in the word and the sacraments, you know, just to help them, you know, it's, 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 it's distressing when, when you talk to young people. And it's not just, this is a, this is, uh, by the way, I want to be very clear about this. This is not a challenge that just the Archdiocese of Portland is facing. This is a challenge across the country. Uh, we just happen to be in the Pacific Northwest. We're kind of, you know, recognized as being in the epicenter, if you will, of this sort of growing secularism and relativism that Pope Benedict spoke about and Pope Francis has reaffirmed. But, you know, I mean, I quite honestly, I had some of these very same challenges in, in my previous assignment in, in the Midwest, uh, in Michigan. So this is, this is really, you know, trying to, to in, instill and, and get everybody clear on the mission that ultimately what we hope to do is prepare these young people, as I said, to navigate the world today with a strong, strong, clear foundation in faith. Because as I was about to say, that there's nothing more distressing than talking to somebody who's been through eight, 12 years of Catholic education, and then you just discover how lacking in knowledge they are about really the faith and, and how superficial, if, if even existent anymore, relationship with Jesus. We got to get serious about this. Uh, this is the future. And I, I, I see the schools as a irreplaceable, indispensable tool in helping hand on the gift of faith to the next generation. And that's, that's my goal. Right. Right. You know, as you're talking about this, and we're just making this announcement within the month of October, and I know recently at the beginning of the month, you had the opportunity to be with our priests, with the convocation, and I know the priests are going to be integral on how they communicate their role with the staff, with the families in current churches or current schools, but also I think of all all of our young people who may not have the opportunity to go to our Catholic schools. We talk about Catholic education. Mm -hmm. How are we reaching out and really bringing that formation, that education to every young person that's in our parishes. Many of those are in our Catholic schools. Some of them may be in secular schools, yeah. but we want them to have an education most, as they yeah, grow. Mo- we, we need to realize the fact that most of the young people uh, in our parishes are not in our schools. You know, and, and that's why, you know, we need to place great emphasis there as well. And that's one of the goals here, by the way, is, is, as you mentioned, is, is to strengthen the role of the pastor in this regard. I want the pastors, and I've shared this with them, 
I shared it with him at convocation. I've shared it with him in, in other fora uh, that, that we've had uh, as we prepared to make these changes. I've been in consultation and prayer and discernment for a long time over these issues. But one of the things I want to do is strengthen the role of the pastor who, you know, if it's a true parochial school. Now, our high schools, which are, you know, not truly parochial schools, um, and we have a couple of other schools that are that are interparochial, but for the most part, our, our elementary, middle schools are parochial schools associated with the parish. And I want the role of the pastor to be clear and highlighted that that's part of his fatherhood, that's part of his pastoral care for his parish community. He is really, obviously, we have principals, presidents of our schools that you know do all the the heavy lifting, so to speak, and and are the uh, the educated and the experts in, in in these areas. But but the pastor is the true spiritual leader of the school, and 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 the pastor is the true uh, leader of the school, uh, and and that that's another role that I want to to strengthen in this sort of reconfiguration of how we do things. But the pastor, as you mentioned, also has to be responsible for these other areas of education and different ways that our young people are educated in the faith. You know, the reality is we have all sorts of different ways that parents are having their children educated today. You know, some are are in our parochial schools. Some are in our interparochial schools. Some of them are in our high schools. Some of them are in some of the independent schools that are out there in a Catholic model. Some of those are are of a a more classical model of education. Some of them are homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And uh, our parishes are offering religious education, CCD, we used to call it, uh, formation, catechesis for, for young people. All of these are different avenues by which education is imparted to our young people in an environment of faith. But uh, what needs to be emphasized is the role of the parents the parents are the primary educators of their children in faith. You know, the church has been so strong on this point and keeps emphasizing this point over and over and over again that the primary responsibility for the education of children is is the parents. And that comes especially in, in the role of handing on the gift of faith. And so we also need to be working with our families and our parents and strengthening them and tooling them and, and, and training them and forming them in their role. Because quite honestly, I think many of them would, would readily take up that role, want to take up that role, but don't know how. Mm-hmm. Because maybe their formation hasn't been the best in terms of their, their faith. And I, I see that all the time. Parents who just did not not receive an adequate catechesis growing up in the faith and a formation in the faith and a formation in a relationship with Jesus Christ, a formation in a life of prayer and spirituality. So you can't give what you don't have. And so I don't want to like put all this heavy burden on parents and say, hey, this is your job, and then leave them out there you know, on their own without any support, help, formation themselves. So we need to strengthen the role of parents to be the primary educators of their children in the ways of the faith. Our Catholic schools should supplement what is happening in the home, not replace what's happening in the home, but supplement it in, in an intensive way so that as their children are being educated in all subject areas, in, including you know the secular topics, uh, they're, they're being in, educated in an environment of faith in the school where, where it's not, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want our schools to be, you know, just educational institutions with a Catholic veneer on them, a facade. You know, I don't, it, it's not just about, 
you know, hanging crucifixes and holy pictures in the classrooms and having mass once a week. You know, it's, it's the whole culture of the school has to be deeply, deeply immersed in, in Catholic culture, Catholic life, Catholic faith, Catholic morals, Catholic ethics, modeled by principals and administrators and teachers and staff. So, you know, it's, 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 this is the whole, the whole vision that I think we just need to get very serious about. If we don't, you know, I just fear that we're, we're going we're gonna to lose uh, generations of young people if we, if we don't get serious about really forming them and their, young, their beautiful young minds and hearts to come to know the love of the Lord and, 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 and the faith. Right. And as, as we move into a new, it's a new, it's a new chapter Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful new chapter as we open up the doors of how will this office and see we don't have all of the answers, nope. but the Holy Spirit is guiding, again, bringing in this new staff member. Some of your initial ideas of how this will integrate with the archdiocese and then work with our parish communities, mm-hmm. with our school communities, how you see that that if you look at that leadership model of just that relationship building, so there's support, there's education, there's a curriculum, there's a checks and balances mm-hmm. of how we're going to do things within this new office for Catholic education that will reach out and touch and support the rest of the archdiocese. Right. You know, I, I think what needs to be, what I need to keep reminding myself or be reminded of is that as as the bishop, as the local shepherd, as the spiritual father of the whole church, the catechesis and the evangelization and the faith formation of the faithful is my primary responsibility. This is a responsibility that, that, that lays on my shoulders as, as the shepherd of this local church, as the pastor of this local church in Western Oregon. Of course, I need uh, many, 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 many to, to help me and to delegate much of that task, but I want to oversee this. This, is, this, this goal of, of really uh, re-energizing, reforming, renewing, however, whatever words we want to put to it, revisioning uh, Catholic education is, is one of my top priorities for the rest of the time that, that God gives me here as, as Archbishop of Portland. And uh, so... Uh, you know, we just need to get very serious about this, and it needs some. It needs some coordination at the archdiocesan level. Uh, so it's not that I'm, you know, you know, ad- abdicating responsibility at the archdiocesan level. I just want to give it a different, a different look, a different focus, a different direction, a different emphasis. Uh, letting go, and and quite honestly, I've got the vision, uh, so to speak, as as to what I want to see, how we get there. I'm waiting for the Holy Spirit to continue to unfold that, quite honestly, and, and through Elias coming on board uh, and his family moving here. And, you know, he's going to have to uh, take the lead on this under my direction. You know, he's going to have to, and he's, and he's already said the first thing he wants to do is come here and just get to know us. You know, he needs to get to know the local church. He needs to get to know the people. He needs to get to know the principals and the teachers and, and the priests, especially, so that he can he can begin to to build uh, something that that will take us in the direction that we want to go, but someone said said to me recently, you know, that the Lord, the Lord doesn't, and I've learned this. It's a hard lesson to learn for somebody like me that's a little bit, uh, you know, likes things very organized. You know, the Lord, the Holy Spirit doesn't always show us the whole plan. He doesn't show us the the final product. He doesn't show us the the whole picture. He just shows us the next step. And we just keep having to take that next step in faith, 
you know, there's a line from the Psalms that says, you know, Lord, you know, be a light for my steps, not a light for the whole road, just a light for my steps. Help me to see the next step. I believe, quite honestly, that, you know, the discernment, the time, the consultation that has gone into this new direction over time, it's been in development actually for, for some years, in my mind at least, started years ago uh, and has slowly developed this way. I just think the Holy Spirit is, is, is guiding this. And I, quite honestly, I'll just say, I think the, the fact that, that we're able to get this new leader to come to join us here, uh, Elias and his family, is a, is a work of the Holy Spirit. I just I'm I'm just looking for forward to that next step that that the Lord will show us because he'll 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 get us there if we remain faithful to him and trusting him and surrendering you know really mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. I again, I don't know how many times we've talked about that surrender novena archbishop, but again, you don't have it all. I don't have it all. Mm-hmm. The Lord does. Yep. And when we finally decide to let go and really let him work, Oh my. And things are coming into place and people are coming bringing gifts, bringing gifts with hope and love. And we just pray for that direction. I guess as we come to a close and I want to invite people to keep this in prayer. You know, we're in this Eucharistic adoration. Just take the greatest needs of the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon to prayer and adoration. We don't have the answer. Mm -hmm. The Lord does. He'll reveal it step by step. And I guess your final invitation for us to really join you in supporting you with prayer to support this transition, this this opportunity for Christ to become more present in every place that calls itself Catholic. Yes, I, I, I know that some of the moves that have been made recently with regard to Catholic schools uh, and Catholic education have been, I'll, I'll say, have been unsettling for some. You know, we, we get used to a way of doing things and, and we get settled and comfortable in our in our. Our, our modus operandi, as we say, our, our mode of operating, but I, I really, I, I really thought that you know uh, this that this this needed a a dramatic and bold step to move us forward in, in this area. I just really want people to know that you know these are these are the sorts of decisions that that I pray long and hard over and seeking the guidance of the Holy Spirit but when when the direction is set you know I just really I just beg uh, the people of God to please pray pray for for the Holy Spirit to continue to do his work among us to lead us and guide us uh, through our leaders and uh, just ask for for the prayerful support you know pray for me and pray for Elias as he comes on board, this is going to be an incredible challenge for him. He's up to it. He's, he's game for it. He is excited about it. I can tell you that. He really is. But it's going to be a challenge. And so he's going to need our, our love and our prayers and our support as well. So just lots of prayers, folks, because I think this is really something that the Lord has put on my heart uh, as your shepherd. Uh, with your prayers and your support and your love, uh, you know, we're going to do great things uh, under the guidance of the Holy Spirit for yeah. these young people. Let it be done according to God's will. So we will follow in the Lord's footsteps for sure. We will keep this in prayer, and I look forward to the opportunity to continue more conversations about this in the future. And with that, Archbishop, would you please help us close with your blessing? Yes. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you, your families, your loved ones, especially our dear young children and young people, and be with you forever. Amen. Amen. And we thank you for joining us on this episode of The Voice of the Shepherd. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie Hale. Until our next encounter, may God bless you.
You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.